Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Buckets. It's Drip here. And today I want to talk about, well, mainly I want to talk about the next future generation. But before I get into that, I just need to note on a few quick things, which is, first of all, the trade deadline. That is indeed March 25th. So a lot of teams, a lot of players, players may be released. Teams may be trading players, so it looks like a lot of moves, big moves, minor moves may happen in the next two weeks. Um, One of the biggest ones, in my opinion, and I think in everyone else's opinion, is Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo turned down that 45 two-year million-dollar extension in Houston, and it was sort of obvious. We all knew that he was going to leave or that he wanted to leave since Houston's been talking about dealing him. And it looks like he may go to Golden State. It's a little bit of a weird dynamic because they have Andrew Wiggins. They also have Victor Oladipo. Then they also have Clay. So it's sort of strange. I don't think he'll go there. I think he might go to the Knicks. I don't, but I don't think the Knicks would trade for him. I think he might be released. Actually, no, no, there's no way. (laughs) Anyways, next I want to talk about Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin was released from Detroit and bought out by Brooklyn. And a lot of people are saying this is the new big four. It's not. Blake is not nearly the player that he used to be. He hasn't dunked in two years, which was his main thing. He's going to be a good supporting player, maybe, but we haven't seen him yet. So we'll just see how this pans out. But I wouldn't call this like a team with five all-stars. They have three. They have three. DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin. I don't. I personally don't think they count. They're still good supporting players, but they're not the players that they used to be. And I don't think they're deserving of us calling them all-star level talents anymore. If it's a big four, you got to say Joe Harris. (laughs) Anyways, coming up next, I got to say Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry has stated actually on his Instagram a little bit ago that he would not be moving away from Toronto and he loves the city. He doesn't want to be dealt. Yeah. Okay, I know someone else who didn't want to be dealt from Toronto, I'm just saying. Anyways, but if he were to be dealt, he'd definitely go to a team that is in desperate need of a point guard. And those teams are the Clippers, Miami, and the Sixers. Um, I don't know. I'm still okay with Philly giving up Ben Simmons anytime. I, I just am. I'm not sure how that dynamic's working down in Philly. I They're doing fine right now. They're doing fine right now. But if they had a chance like this to get rid of Ben Simmons for Kyle Lowry, I think I would potentially take it. But then again, you are giving up a really young player for a veteran-ish, so it's debatable. And then to Miami and the Clippers, I guess I could see either one of these happening, but the Clippers and Miami would have to give up a lot. And Miami's not a team that looks like they want to give up anything. They don't want to give up any of their young players. They don't want to touch Tyler Hero. I doubt they want to touch Duncan Robinson. No way they're touching Bam Adebayo. Um, Myers Leonard's debatable after what happened with his anti-Semitic comments while he was streaming a video game. But I don't know. He got suspended. I don't know. I don't think they're going to deal him. And then the Clippers... The, the Clippers could could potentially make a move, but I don't know if Toronto would take it. So Kyle Lowry may just be fixed in Toronto. And then you got to talk about Andre Drummond. So Andre Drummond looks like he might go down to the Lakers. And <laughs> I think this is a good move for LA just because 
Marcus isn't the player that at least I thought he was going to be for them. Maybe they, maybe this is exactly what they wanted, but I think Andre Drummond's would be a way better fit. And also it's just a little weird having him in Cleveland right now with all that's going on with him. They're not really playing him sort of disrespectful in my opinion. So I think they want to get him out of there as soon as possible. And then you got to talk about LaMarcus Aldridge. I'm sorry. It feels like I'm going on, but I just have to touch on these and then I'm going to get into the main topic. But anyways, LaMarcus Aldridge, the Spurs don't want to do a buyout. The Spurs do not want to do a buyout. He's 35 years old. This is on, He's on the last season of his contract. So I think that's 18 million, 18, 19, 20 million. Um, it's weird. He could go to Miami, but Miami would have to free up like $18.9 million in cap space. And even then, I don't know who Miami could possibly give that San Antonio would want for a player that's LaMarcus Aldridge, who's only putting up 13.1 points a game. Um, per stats, if you look at the stats, he actually hurts the team when he plays on the floor. So I understand the Spurs wanting to deal him away, but I'm not, I don't know if it's going to happen to Miami. And I think he might have to agree to a buyout. Yeah. And then last but not least, I just want to recognize my team, Brooklyn. Again, Kyrie dropped a 40 piece last night in the win over Boston. Thank you, Kyrie. You are the GOAT. Kyrie, people consistently say it. He is the best show in basketball. All these moves, all these handles. He, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's what you truly want to see in this highlight age, which is a great transition into my next topic. Social media highlights all this kind of stuff instagram ball is life overtime all these guys have really fostered up the next generation so that young basketball talents start hitting our radar way earlier than they ever did before we're talking about 14 year old kids sometimes 14 15 year old kids we're talking about Bronny james we're talking about mikey williams we're talking about dj wagner and once again, th- these are kids. These are straight kids. We're talking about Sierra Canyon, BJ Boston, Zaire Wade, all players, two players that will be eligible for the 2021 draft and who will probably get drafted. And in this highlight age where everyone's getting recognized, people have started to think if all these players are getting recognized in all this and we all know who they are, why don't we just pay them? <laughs> And I don't know, this has been something going on for a little while, even in college. Why don't we pay our college athletes? Overtime took it, again, one step further. And they said, we want to pay high school athletes to just completely skip college and just be straight eligible for the NBA, just straight go into it. So they're starting a league called Overtime Elite. And honestly, as of right now, it doesn't look like it has too many holes in it. It is technically speaking in my opinion it is a pretty good idea um they basically be giving them six figure salaries a hundred thousand dollars plus they're only taking like uh 30 boys as of right now once again this hasn't even happened yet we're still only slightly getting the details a new york times article just came out four days ago so that is where i'm getting all my information right now and if you want the link to the New York Times article, of course, you can just look it up or you can go to our Instagram at the Buckets Podcast. I'll include it in the description of my latest posts. But the Overtime League, they would be offering them $100,000 salaries, which is amazing. 
And if they ever want to back out, they set aside $100,000 in college scholarship money for each player. And that sounds sort of like a dream come true for a lot of these players because, you know, there's a lot of basketball players and there's a lot of young players that just want to play basketball. They want to do it quick. They love the sport, but also they're not in the best situation financially. They just want to secure a bag, secure a bunch of money so then they can relax a little bit on the financial side and, you know, put more into basketball. And this is, of course, a great way of doing this. And also over time, over time, one of Overtime's investors, Carmelo Anthony, he said, it's not like Overtime has anything against all these corporations like the NBA or the NCAA. They actually want their full support. Then again, of course, if Overtime Elite, this leak, if it does take off, NC, the NCAA is going to struggle to find good, good talent. Because even now, we're looking at players like Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga, who just skips college basketball entirely and went off to play in the G League on a night, team at night. And it worked out pretty well for them. They're both looking like they're going to go top five in the NBA draft. So this overtime league, it could either be a huge success or it could rob a lot of young talents of their NBA eligibility and basketball eligibility. And we all know that overtime does not want to do that. With this whole future gen topic that I'm going on, I'm going to speak about what a lot of you actually probably thought I was going to talk about when I was speaking of future gen, which is this upcoming 2021 draft. And oh my gosh, this has got to be one of the most loaded drafts I've ever seen in my life. But the, the teams that may be drafting these players, I don't know. For instance, the Timberwolves, they'd be taking a potentially, because I don't know, they get a lot of number one picks, in my opinion. They get a lot of number one picks. And they could get Cade Cunningham, who is my favorite person in the draft. He's a lot of people's favorite person in the draft. It looks like he's going to go number one. He looks like uh, Luka Doncic. That's the only real comparison you can make to him in the NBA. He's amazing, and I just don't want to see him go to an organization like the Timberwolves. Last year, I said a lot of stuff about how, oh, the Timberwolves are up next. Oh, this. Oh, that. Oh, they have three top three picks. And they haven't done anything with those. The Timberwolves have consistently shown everyone that they're not that good of an organization. So I don't want to see talent like Cade Cunningham go to waste. Then again, I'm not saying that the Timberwolves are going to be awful forever. They need to make some changes. And they did replace their coach. So we'll see how that all goes. But anyways, you got Cade Cunningham. You got Jalen Green, who did play for the G League Night team. And he is, he's just elite. He has an elite first step and extra bounce, like one of the same ones that we saw from Kobe, Dwayne Wade, Vince Carter. He needs to add a little bit of strength to continue and become a knockdown shooter. But from what we've seen so far, he looks really nice. And he could be a number one prospect potentially. So he's looking, he's looking amazing. Yeah. Next we got Evan Mobley, who's just a seven-foot Kevin Durant. <laughs> he just he can do everything on the court. There's nothing that I really think. He doesn't have many holes in his game. He's just got to be great. <laughs> That's all I can say about him. Then you got Jonathan Kaminga. Kaminga is a big, he's amazing. He also played for the G League at night team with Jalen Green. And he has a lot of tools to be great. 
And then the last one that I'm just going to get into, I'm only going to get into the top five people, is Jalen Suggs, who is playing for Gonzaga. I watched their uh, last game. Jalen Green, I mean, Jalen Suggs, he's the real deal. He's he's great. He was hitting back-to-back threes. He's a perfect fit for an NBA team. He has that type of versatility. He has scoring, vision, intense effort, and world-class defense. He needs to turn down the turnovers. But other than that, he really is. He really is amazing. And then, you know, you have down – well, once again, I'm not going to talk about many other people, but down the list you have people like Brandon Boston Jr., who's great. You have guys like Zaire Williams, who's great. Those are two players that went to Sierra Canyon with Bronny James, and they actually fostered a lot from the highlight age as well. But, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, the future for the NBA looks bright. Luca, Cade Cunningham, Ja, Zion, Ingram, Mikey Williams, Bronny James, Brandon Boston, just to name a few, Imani Bates, Chad Holgram. The future of the league and basketball looks bright. The only thing that I would say about the future of basketball is the refing. It's getting a little out of hand, man. Defense can't really play defense anymore. And a lot of what I see college players do, like Jalen Suggs, what makes him a great defender, might cut him a little bit in the NBA just because I think a lot of the stuff he does in college may be called as a foul. But anyways, the the future, again, also on the brighter side, it looks terrifying, which is the fact that I wouldn't be surprised if we have kids just pulling up from half court in a few years from now and hitting them consistently like farther back than Damian Lillard who right now is the best when it comes to hitting these shots from deep I didn't say he's the best three-point shooter he's the best at hitting these shots from deep deep trace (laughs) anyways that should conclude the episode once again we have so much great stuff coming to you in 2021 we have so many great guests lined up and we are so excited to hit the year so please follow us on our Instagram at the Buckets Podcast and look out for new episodes every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am Drip signing off. Thank you all for listening. Peace.